What, the PT Cruiser? Uh, the PT Cruiser. It was ahead of its time. It was like a crossover <laughs> before crossovers. Right? A Except crossover. A crossover of like a model the T. The wood panel and van a, and an stepped SUV. On a, like yeah. You stepped on an old Dodge Caravan. Yeah. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com, at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We are available via just a whole treasure trove of pod catching softwares and apps out there. I'm talking Apple Podcasts, I'm talking Spotify, I'm talking whatever Google's doing these days with the podcast. I'm talking Stitcher. Uh, we're out there. I think we're on some others too. I get random emails. We get, our pod gets caught on various websites. So uh, shout out to the World Wide Web. My name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogwanTheDawn. And I'm coming to you guys from Seward, Florida, where I was, you know, was laying it on a little thick this evening, but whoever is in charge of the weather machine around here has really been doing a great job this week. It has been tremendous. I'm talking... Leave the windows, the newly able to be left open windows in this house open. Uh, let some breezes waft through. It's been great. We're having a good time around here. Finished, finished the floor Let's in the go. main part of the house uh, today. Shout out to the um, in-laws that came over and uh, wanted to finish up painstaking, getting around the door jams in the front, uh, the front, um, whatever this is, the foyer. But uh, we're out here, so. You know, another three or four years, we'll get the baseboards down, and you know, soon thereafter, we'll be ready to sell. So, look, looking forward to that. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am currently in the greater metropolitan area of Northern Virginia this evening. Uh, I am also on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, you know what? Shout out to the NBA Who's just for for inking some deals this week, getting paid. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, extension. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, extension. Joe Harris, still making a lot of money, so we like to see that. So, go who's in the NBA. You know? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, I am Jason Crick. I am also, or I guess not also, I tuned out there because I was on autopilot. I am representing the friendly city of Harrisonburg tonight. Um pretty not a bad day outside a little chilly in the morning as usual but it's uh it's not cold now i'm hopeful it's not a cold night that'd be great <laughs> um pappy doesn't like the layers uh on the bed not a fan so really yeah i've no, i'm not i'm not not a comforter guy i'm not a like weigh me down you just guy. go you just go one sheet i got my current setup is one sheet light blanket okay i, I dig so, that do you yeah. wear pjs no nah, just shorts Unless, uh, you know, unless, well, unless Logan the, considers that PJs. The midst of, oh, I was just curious. The midst of summer, sometimes I've been known to. Uh, all these things uh, matter. I mean, I'm telling you, all these things matter for heat situational. Yeah. I was just, I was just yeah, yeah, very situational. That's right. Um, I tweet things at Jason Crick, often about how I call everybody boss uh, or boss man. 
Um, we I all, thought that was a very good Twitter it. question. I thought that was a, that was a good. I think we all have our thing, right? I say I say bro a fair amount. Uh, sure. In in just I don't know if it's proximity to Miami, but uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely has popped up a bit more. Yeah. I think yeah I think I again situational football of course yeah but I think I tend to favor dude or bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I'm, if I'm like talking down to somebody, I think I like chief for that. Yeah. He's such a, like an inherent power play. I, yeah. I respect it. So I think yeah. I go, I think I go boss occasionally as well, Jason. That one's pretty good. I do. I also, I, I talked about how I sprinkle in boss man. I get, I get boss man. Of, what's happening. I get unnecessarily twangy on the phone and it's not something that I'm fully in charge of, but I get <laughs> Like I do a little bit of like, all right now, y'all take care yeah. now. Like and it's like what what you where, do the, where, where the Nick Saban like all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. A little bit. All um, right. Do you ever drop uh Hoss? Because that is also a power play. Not that, not not for the if I'm circle. not purposely being like an ironic like <laughs> dude. Hey Hoss. Hey Hoss. That's a good like high school baseball one to throw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got a hoss I mean, on the mon- I will today. refer to someone as a hoss, but <laughs> I, I feel like I don't go. It's not. A, it's not an honorific. Their face. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I need. I need an, an article. That's hoss. fine. I can't just be going straight hoss. Right. Yeah. That's probably the safe play. He is the hoss. <laughs> El hoss. <laughs> El hoss. El hoss grande. Excellent. What are we drinking tonight, fellas? Uh, I'm working on some mango Lacroix tonight. Brought some road sodas with me. <laughs> you know, to be prepared for all all comings and goings. Jordan on the move with the bubblies. Love it. Yep. Just a couple Very of smart. road sodas. I, uh, I'm bringing the good... Oh, Jason, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, um, I have uh, another local beverage. Uh, Cerveza Hermanos from Brothers Craft mm. Brewing in Harrisburg. Nice. Nice and light. Mexican lager. Very tasty. Love it. Nice. Uh, bringing the good vibes back with the sugar, the 1994 Sugar Bowl Champs Cup, um, but just some lime water in it, though. Staying, staying uh, between the mustard and the mayonnaise. These Logan, I, I think pre-show I noticed you were working on some sort of uh, bodybuilding supplement. Oh, is yeah. that <laughs> no? Is that above I, the um, board? Are we are we wanting to let the people know what you're ingesting? The, the, the company drug tests are going to catch that. Man. Do you give for, it's just uh, it's it, this is the Fairlife uh, Core Power Elite Chocolate Protein okay. Shake. Right. I try not to supplement protein too often, but uh, you know I've been I've been counting my macros of late, and sometimes at the end of the day you look up and you're like, damn, I need 50 grams of protein, and there's nothing worse than sitting down and tucking into like eight ounces of deli turkey right before bed, you know, <laughs> to to get to get like a no fat all protein Yum. situation. So um, yeah, you know what so, I hear is good peanut butter jelly sandwiches right before bed. Yeah, well, that's Turns out, not the protein source I'm looking for. I'm not looking. That's crazy. To yeah, turn, I'm not looking to turn from 160 pound, uh, six foot five child wow. into wow. 100 and to 180 pound, six foot five. So points. overly but aggressive. I, I, I'm actually trying to work the other direction. Uh, so that I, I would I would love to get back to 180 pounds. <laughs> so anyhow, that's the path we're on. But hey, you know, happy to announce that I, we're out here comfortably under the 200-pound mark for the first time in a while. So, yeah. you know, gang, gang, things are things are looking down, I suppose, which is good. Which so, is up. Right. Yeah, which is up in, in this weird euphemism. But, uh, yeah, so just water, 
But, uh, you know, planning on having some, some tasty beverages this weekend, though. So. Might, might be a bad weekend to be a cold beer. Well, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, or, or, you know, maybe a canned, a little canned ranch water situation. Yeah, you know, who knows? This does pop up from time to time as well. All right. Lifestyle moment. Jordan, you're on the move. Coming down here to, uh, to, to visit. Jason, we'll, we'll be missing you this weekend. We'll do the ceremonial left-handed tee off for you. Uh, and then, you know, we'll keep it we'll, we'll be sure to, to give plenty of video. Like, I think, shout out to the No Laying Up, the Strapped Boys. There, there have been some, uh, some scenes where when the mega bonus was in play, there were FaceTimes to the C-suite involved. I think if either uh, of us gets close to breaking 80, we'll we'll jump on. Oh, uh, if, if you are getting close to breaking 80 and I am not FaceTimed in, I would be furious. Noted. Yeah, I think our best chances are going to be um, Friday and Saturday morning. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But you know, nothing like knocking the rust off first thing on a, on a Friday morning. But should be a good time. We got two books right away, and I think we're going to play some uh, some nice golf with Swing Coach Mike on Sunday. A classic, a classic staple of uh, visitors in town. So <laughs> we will, we'll stay there. I do not plan on breaking eighty there, uh, but uh, you know, if it happens, damn, we're we're gonna be really out here. <laughs> That's gonna be a fun boat ride. On and I have a feeling that swing coach Mike is not gonna be happy with me. <laughs> He'll be happy. He'll be All proud of me, but not happy with me. If that figure makes out sense, a you know? figure out a game wherein Coach Mike is giving Jordan like thirteen strokes. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've already started prepping my like. Well, Mike, I just got these clubs on yep. Wednesday. Like, I think I get a stroke a hole still. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. right. I'll, right. I'll buy beers on the front. Uh, I don't think <laughs> Mike is never going to play you anything but straight up ever again. <laughs> I think I, I think I can get. Gotta go. This guy's hitting net birdies every single. <laughs> he <goal>. was furious. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Uh, anyhow, excellent. Which made it worse because well, I was his partner, right? Oh no. Yeah, yeah, lefties. Oh yeah, lefties and righties. Yeah, Mike's partner. Yeah. And I played like. B-hole. And so Mike yeah. just I, I mean, felt listen, so bad. Mike was just like, this guy. <laughs> I didn't play great, but I think I parred two holes that Jordan happened to not par, and it really worked yeah, out we well yin for, and yang for, for our so team. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys you guys ended up shooting like a net like 61 or something. It was like a real was. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas pairing. Yeah. Hey, listen, when you got it, you got it. So anyhow, <laughs> like I said, Jason, uh T's and P's. We'll, we'll get it back. Get it back down here this uh this summer. We'll run it back. Yep. Um, all right. What else we got going here? I don't think there's anything else. No, uh, I guess there is a bit of news, you know, bubbling. Um, it seems like conference realignment season is always upon us. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. No official news. I saw six teams had applied to join the Sun Belt. Is that right? The American. The other one. The American. The American. Sorry, 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 sorry. So therefore, they're could potentially be some spots opening up in Conference USA and the Sun Belt, uh, potentially. This is all, you know, secondary, moving down the ladder stuff. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, always exciting to see see things get shaken up and see when they actually happen because it won't be next year. I'd like to see if UConn finds a home, you know? What did you say? I want to see UConn find a home. I think I think they're the oft-overlooked elite fo- football program in in these so, dances is is UConn's thing weird because they're in the big east in basketball probably 
and the rest of the Big East for the most part doesn't play football, right? Or they play FCS football. Yeah, is I that, don't. Is that true? I don't know what. Yeah, kind of. What that group's UConn's problems are bigger than that, but. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, but I mean, one of the like I think it's like where they fit in. One of their conference alignment issues has to be, like, weird basketball affiliation with sure. like a legacy conference that has gone away in football, and has turned into like a quasi A ten zombie Big East situation <laughs> in basketball. So uh, anyhow, all right, well, we'll stay posted. Keep everybody posted there. Uh, as you know, as you do, we like to break news on podcasts. So you can listen to it days after the fact. Yep. Um, all right. Take a spin around the coaching carousel here real quick, just to keep you guys up to date. Jobs that are open for sure. Heading into right now are UConn, USC West, uh, Florida International, Louisiana State University, and Washington State. Uh, I guess the news today out of Washington State is Nick Rolovich thinks that the AD is evil and vindictive and is planning to sue uh, to get some of his money. I'm sure this is what you got to do when you uh, basically willfully give up like $15 million in salary. Uh, so, you know, take your shot, coach. Um, kind of interesting to hear the words vindictive and mean or evil or whatever to be used against Nick Rolovich, a guy who famously, uh, you know, barred players from transferring and blackballed them from team events and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, damn, sometimes it'd be your own tweets, Nick. Sometimes it'd be your own tweets, you know? So you hate to see that. Uh, any thoughts on the coaching carousel? Have we had any, any epiphanies on where some people should go? Well, I... I'm a little disappointed in myself because I didn't think of this first, but I saw a blurb on ESPN that Dabo has been asked about the LSU job, and he said something to the effect of he's focused on his own Death Valley. Or, right. or maybe this is the only Death Valley I'm interested in. Yeah. So uh, shame on me for, for not tying those two together quicker. I'll, yeah. I'll do better. I've, I've been focused on finding a home for Justin Fuente still, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Washington State, maybe. Potentially. Not quite his re- recruiting footprint, I don't think. Um, Which is what? Texas only? Kind of kind of the, like, southeast-ish. That's not really the southeast. Like, okay. Kentucky's, so everyone's... everyone's <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Like, your you're, you're, you're heartland southeast. Yeah, your you're diet southeasts. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. I mean, looking down the list of jobs that are still, I mean, like we said, Justin Fuente is still employed at, at VPI. I suppose that could change at some point. They seem like the kind of group that would maybe make that change after the season yeah. or, you know, do a, a let you down easy, you know, before the last game when one for the Gipper situation. Um, but uh, I, I got to think my, Miami has to, probably be coming open too so uh we'll see we'll see how that goes um and we'll see what kind of names get thrown around um as an update to my diatribe uh about florida last week i know that uh, dan mullen florida's on a bye this week so go ahead and just get ahead of this but i know mullen was asked today about you know myriad of things um there's always a lot of 
whatever he says, evaluating is his word. We'll evaluate and we'll make a decision, you know, the usual coach, coach speak stuff, but um, he didn't go so far as to name a starter. He did the, we have two good quarterbacks and we have played two quarterbacks this year and we plan to keep playing two quarterbacks thing, which is fine. I don't think there's any reason in announcing that Anthony Richardson is going to start 10 days before the Georgia game. Um, so, you know, let them maybe rest on their laurels and think that uh, Emory might, you know, be in there to throw some interceptions. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm a little down on the, the, the Florida coaching situation on the whole right now. Um, I think that where I have arrived more or less is that I kind of thought that Dan Mullen overachieved at Mississippi state and that the problems he saw at Mississippi state were due to ceilings at that job. And I don't know that that is actually true. It would appear that he creates a lot of his own problems. There's articles you can go back and find about you know, the Mississippi State fan base begging him to start and play the better quarterback on his roster won Dak Prescott, you know, when Dak Prescott was a freshman um, and was clearly better than whoever was starting there. Um, I think loyalty is an admirable human characteristic, but it can get you in a little bit of trouble uh, when you're loyal to people and not maybe loyal to, say, the team. Um, and I think Dan kind of gets himself stuck in between there where he's a little bit too loyal to, uh, maybe his friends or his, uh, quarterbacks that he gets very attached to or something like that. And he, I think is just stubborn and wants to make them better instead of maybe making the hard decision, which is to, to move on. So we'll see. I think he's got a really big opportunity to change some of that stuff about him. And I think he's frankly going to get off easy because Ty Grantham, uh, contract expires at the end of this year, so he might not <laughs> have to fire. He, he, he might not have to fire his friend Todd. Uh, but I mean, I at this point think, at minimum, Florida needs wholesale changes on the in the defensive staff, and um, they need to get some recruiters in there because that's not really cutting it either. So, anyhow, these are my thoughts. I don't think Mullen gets fired unless there's some sort of like absurd, um, you know, PR scandal or you know, Florida just like randomly doesn't win any game the rest of the year. And he, you know, continues to be a little cringy in, in, in press conferences, but uh, yeah, it's just very interesting. He's, he clearly, I mean, we've all seen it. He clearly can scheme with the best of them, but I have rarely seen a team like Florida that plays up and down to the level of their competition, the way that they do. It's very bizarre. It's also and, not a great time for a bye week you know, like, yeah, you're coming off the heels of of disappointing stuff, and so that's what you're talking about at these media sessions, rather than just like, look how big the Georgia game is, and look at the opportunity we have in right. the Georgia game, and we're so excited for that. Um, it's a lot easier to be kind of backwards looking, and not necessarily in a positive way. So, right, just a a tough timing thing as well. For sure. Yeah. No, it'll be. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, not uh, not the most fun and exciting week of games ahead of us. So, probably Jason, who do the Dukes have this weekend? Yeah, let, Jason, bring us up to date on the Dukes. Oh, uh, that's a fair question. Um, <laughs> we rack my brain. Uh, oh, uh, we have Delaware. We go to Delaware this week. Oh, the Blue Hens, the, the Fighting Blue Hens. Joe Flacco's, old Tubby Raymond himself. 
Tyler Palcos. Just kidding. Are they still wearing those uh, knockoff Michigan helmets? With to my wings? knowledge, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Different blue, same yellow. Sure. Up in Newark. Man. Newark, Delaware. It's a tough spot. Drove through there a couple times. Not paradise. Not a lot there. And there's a lot of gray. Delaware, not my favorite state. Yeah. Well documented. You paid $19 in tolls for the 12 minutes you spent there. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, what what are we, how are we feeling? Dukes had a buy after a loss. Yes. Mm, no. They played Richmond um, last we week. Played, right? We went to Richmond last week. Oh, did they um, win? We did win 19 3. Suffocating performance by the defense. Love wow, that. That's a, sounds like so. a tough watch. I, uh, can't pretend it was the most exciting football in the entire world. Is that four field goals and a touchdown? Nineteen. It was indeed four field goals and a touchdown. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds brutal. Um, <laughs> so, defense is uh, looking great. Good. We'll see what uh, we'll see what you know. It's, so they say defense travels. So you know. Travel to Richmond. Made that trip out of here. Yes, it did. Yes, he did. Went, to, went to the University of Henrico County and, and really messed it up to him. So. Who's, uh, who's coaching Richmond these days? Uh, Huseman. Um, huh. Russ, Russ Huseman, right? No I don't recognize that name. Yeah, Russ Huseman. He was... What is Mike London up to these days? He, has been, he hasn't been in... He's still there? Yeah. Yeah, Mike, Mike London's William and Mary. He's the head um, coach of William and Mary? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did you know he was a police officer? I heard that. When he doesn't moonlight as a former police officer. <laughs> um, good old Danny Rocco is the, the head whistle at Delaware. Oh, he uh, moved from Richmond to Delaware? Yes, he did. Dang. Must have been tough for him and his family. <laughs> is um, how, uh, is, is William and Mary still running the go-go offense? Uh, they weren't. <laughs> it wasn't as... It wasn't as full go go as it was last year. They Jordan, opened... what did you you refer to it as? Like this most backyard <laughs> I've ever seen, or something like that. I mean, it was, was kind classic. of fun, like watching it. I mean, it was, uh, it was against chaotic. other teams. Like yeah. when UVA was playing against it, it wasn't super fun because you're like, man, this could just like this is so strange that it, it really could work. S- Spring a touchdown randomly. Yeah. Like how UVA is the exact practice against this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like tell it. It's like all right, defense. Instead of our normal base, we're going to practice juggling knives this weekend. <laughs> right, right. Different tasks. Same same athleticism. Different tasks. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering. All right, so I guess for whatever reason, I think I knew that he was the coach at William and Mary. I just maybe I didn't realize he was the full head coach. Uh, how are they doing? They're kind of like. Uh, clawing their way up a little bit, they're improving slightly, which to be fair, pretty pretty low bar. Um, they're in a talent rich area there in the 757. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they're four and two saying. this year. Yeah, which one of those is too. a UVA loss. Took, so. They took Virginia to the wire, only lost 43 to nothing. Yep. <laughs> wow, UVA has two shutouts this year. <laughs> yeah, for the first time since 2006. Oh, good. I'm glad they Vince saved that the for the, the first the last year before I uh, we, <laughs> I was in school there. Um, amazing. So they're, they're, you know UVA probably has like the most skewed defensive statistics this year because they have two <laughs> they have freaking well they're also giving up shutouts like well over 400 in. yards a game. 
Oh yeah, they stay giving up yards. They are. They're a little. You Florida want some yards? Come to Charlottesville. Yeah, they're yeah. available. TBA exercises the bend and then break defensive strategy, which is which is patented in these parts. Um, you want to see? You want to see not tremendous DB play? Just watch the Who's. I mean, <laughs> wow. I'm talking guys running just butt naked open, and then you're like, how did this happen? But it's all right. Getting better. Broncos defensive guy. Maybe he got in the room there and told him some things. Um, all right, so we're him and Han here. Not a whole lot of games. One of the uh, the interesting games this weekend is actually going on right now. Can we get an update, a live update on uh, Coastal just, Carolina and App? Just went to half at 20 to 14, I believe. Oh. Who, Coastal? Coastal, yes. Okay. Wow. Looks, looks chaotic, looks fun. Good display of football. Sure. All right, love that. Uh, you know, Coastal, their their offense is so interesting. I, I would really be interested to see if they could, how they could sell that. Like, let's just say Jamie Chadwell gets hired at LSU. Like, that would be the craziest thing, I think. Because, like, they basically run, like, souped-up triple. Um, and I just think it would be interesting to see, like, how they sold it as not triple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sexy triple. Like if, yeah, like if LSU just is like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to start, we're going to run the triple. We're going to hire Navy's coach and run the triple. Like that would not be a good idea. No, they throw it, a, they, they whip it around a little bit. I know, that's what I'm saying. But like yeah. ultimately when you actually watch, it's 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 triple out of the sure. gun. And right. then I think because it's out of the gun, they can blend in some like RPO pass concepts like pretty easily. Like I think their offense is awesome. Yeah, I think it's, it's really, basically think, just a, it's a, it's a read at all times, right? It's, yeah. It's, you look Always at this. Be reading, baby. Yeah. So, well, one of your options is to pass. Right there, you go. Which is I no full believe, back. and I might be, I might be overestimating our importance here, but I don't think so. I think we came up with that offense in the cafeteria at Harrisburg High School. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I believe you, I read you, one article yeah. about Urban Meyer's uh, yeah. offense he was bringing to Florida, and, and I pretty much had it in the base play. You, you want to have a shovel you write, option. You ran it with you, a milk carton, and yeah. it was history. So <laughs> you want to have you want to have a Percy Harvin type in motion, taking a fake handoff underneath. You're gonna roll the quarterback out. Hopefully, it's a lefty Tim Tebow. You can no, roll him left to defenses off. You know, you're gonna have a good running back situation back there, and then you're gonna have like sort of a drag tight end situation. You're gonna have a lot of options. Basically, flood three different run options and a shovel. <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah, love it. Love it. You just run basically that play and variations thereof. Touchdowns, baby. Variations thereof. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> uh, all right. UTSA ranked UTSA. Meet me, the Roadrunners. Let's go. Is playing Louisiana Tech this weekend in a matchup I'm sure we'll all check in on. I have no thoughts here other than shout out to UTSA for being undefeated and ranked. Yeah. Good on them. Um, Tennessee is at Alabama. Um, maybe had Mississippi State had a slightly more plucky showing last week against Alabama, I would be concerned. But uh, I don't also, know. Also, they didn't have to like carry Hendon Hooker off the field. You're right. Yeah, yeah. The whole forklift the quarterback off the field after. Yeah. I mean, my man, we we've been over this, but he takes some shots. He took the thuds. Took the thuds. Well. broken. Is Joe Milton? Is, is Joe Milton going to be leading those boys to war this weekend? I hope because so. I hope so. That's that's gonna gonna become, uh, that might become be a, a very first quarter. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Uh, Tennessee heavily, 
heavily fined for their fan behavior this weekend. Um, they have to go through the closed circuit TV and find the people who did it. Love that. Yeah, just like hire hire some pit bosses for like a week. Just be like, take. We've got a lot of film. Need you to watch through this. Find me the faces. We'll yeah, take it I'm, from there. I'm seeing Bama is favored by 25 in this game. Uh, Hook Hendon Hooker, 14 touchdowns and one pick this year. Pretty good. Good year. Good year. He's playing well. Efficient for the Hookmeister. Um, but as we've always called him, I don't know if he's playing this weekend. I would think he's is likely to not play all of the game this weekend based on uh, his experience with the vaunted Ole Miss defense last weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Alabama saw a spread team last weekend and kind of got in got in that that butt a little bit, and uh, I think they're prepared to do that again. So. Um, but this is one that, you know, could go off the rails because Tennessee does, you know, they, they run a variation of the go-go offense and things can get a little messy. And sometimes sometimes Nick Saban teams, like when things get a little messy, it's like, oh, they're not following the rules and we can't just lock them down because they don't follow like conventional rules. And, and you know, things go haywire. So maybe we'll get one good quarter of like PO'd Nick Saban stomping on the sidelines before uh, Alabama wins by 40. Anyhow, well, Jordan. Really all you can hope for is when you know the disaster is coming, that it at least becomes interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Jordan, take us to the promised land here. We got some picks. Let's get weird. Yeah, let's get super weird. Uh, as I mentioned in our, in our text thread, there are zero ranked-on-ranked matchups this weekend. So we are really... A lot of, a lot of buys. We're really combing through the haystack here to find some intriguing matchups. Um, as always, five games against the spread. I unintentionally, but I think my heart led me in this direction, found a lot of uh, pushable games this week. I mentioned on a previous episode, you know, kind of bummed that we haven't had any pushes that we've had to sweat so far this year. Um, so we got a, got a lot of clean numbers on the board to pick this week. Uh, but we are going to start... Wait, we got we got Notre Dame USC this weekend, and it's just like goes by not even mentioned. I mean, yeah, USC's bad. Well, they're no, terrible. They're and Notre Dame's not very good either. But you know, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Case in point. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start by picking the first of five elite games on the board. We're gonna start back in Blacksburg, twelve thirty p.m. We've got kind of a a warm seat versus the hot seat. Potentially, we've got Dino Babers taking the orange down to Blacksburg um, to take on Justin Puente. Uh, loser gets fired. Winner maybe gets fired also at some point. Who's to say? Um, but I, th- I think, like Logan mentioned, Virginia Tech is at least, and I think Syracuse probably to the type of programs that they're not going to cut a guy loose in the middle of the season, uh, barring, barring some real scandalous uh, developments. So, as as we were saying, twelve thirty p.m. Virginia Tech hosting Syracuse. The Hokies are favored by three and a half. Jason gets to lead us off. I love that three and a half. That half point is so tasty. You like that? Um, huh? Yeah, I, uh, Syracuse to win. Yeah, for sure is my pick. Um, oh wow, for sure. Love it. Love the they've been They've been close three weeks in a row. <laughs> Uh, they got an extra day off. I think Lane Stadium, after losing three of four, 
and the one win was 11 points over Richmond, um, which, uh, JMU beat Richmond worse on the road this past weekend. In hey, now. Um, that's right. I don't think it's going to be a rocking atmosphere. Um, but it will be jumping. Not to Poor mention man. them twice, not to mention us twice in one sentence, but have you uh, ever heard of uh, Metallica? Because they discovered they they invented Metallica. They, they created Metallica. Uh, Metallica's for Virginia Tech students. People don't realize that. Yeah, they engineered um, their sound. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I think I think these are. I don't think Syracuse is on the rise and by any means, but um, it feels these are two programs with very different uh, very different vibes at the moment, and I think Virginia Tech's got the talent to pull it out, but I very conceivably see them kicking a field goal to win it and everybody being like, oh, great, yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're so and right. So, and so... <laughs> oh, uh, great, yay. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 sweet. And so, uh, yeah, definitely give me the orange. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to take Virginia Tech here uh, if for no other reason than I don't, like... This is more of kind of a just personal bugaboo, but Syracuse on the road really doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. I feel like their their best performances always come via the Carrier Dome and that weird hollow atmosphere and that fast turf up there. Um, no so, air conditioning. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. Maybe like maybe the wind gets to bluster in around. That's that's big hokey uh, home field advantage right there the elements if you will the october elements um but yeah i think i think we're just we haven't reached the point for virginia tech yet where everybody has completely jumped ship like i think they might still be engaged enough that they can beat syracuse by five or six so i will take virginia tech to cover Hmm. I regrettably, I kind of got burned by Virginia Tech last week. Just, but that was, I was being an idiot. Um, you got burned take, by Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you're right. I should have seen that one coming. Um, I'll take Virginia Tech here too. I, I do think this has strong, like, meaningless, uh, low scoring victory uh, for Virginia Tech um, going on in this game. But I think that, you know, Syracuse being close might just be in their last few games might just be indicative of them not being very good. Not that they're actually getting better. Uh, I do understand that they played uh, Clemson very tough last week, but I, I don't know what to make of a result against Clemson these days. It's just like a weird year for Clemson. Um, and their coach has demonstrated that he is not capable of, uh, you know, con- keeping things under control in the last minute of a game when, when he has timeouts and, and things to use and, seems to make conservative decisions. So I think all this sort of leads to Virginia Tech wins this game like 17 to 10, and it's just awful. But uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, next, we will take on the first of three, 3.30 p.m. kickoffs. We're going to start in the Big 12, where Oklahoma State, undefeated, top 15 Oklahoma State, is on the road at Iowa State. And the Cyclones are favored by seven here. Uh, I was a little surprised when I saw this line. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and take Iowa State just because I don't 
I don't trust my gut reaction to, <laughs> to a sticky wine right now. Uh, I'm going to reverse fade myself. Um, so, yeah, I think SP Plus really, really likes Iowa State in this one too, which I was intrigued by. So I'm just going to trust the analytics as a millennial. I'm going to trust the, the data uh, and uh, go from there. So throw that, throw that body around like a cyclone, Brock Purdy. Do it one time. Uh, I mean, I'm with you, Jordan. I, I guess I'm wondering how this this is doesn't make sense. This I'm is the way. Something. This is the way that it is. I mean, yeah, seventy eight percent chance to win for the Cyclones, according to FPI matchup predictor. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, know. this was like when I put it in the spreadsheet, I had to double check to make sure yeah. I was looking at the right. Well, and then I looked at another book just to make sure I did, hadn't found like a mispriced line that I could jump all over. <laughs> Turns out I did not. So, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State was pretty impressive in a victory over Texas last week. Uh, especially their defense has been great. I don't love Iowa State playing against teams that have really good defenses either. Like, I think Iowa State is nominally successful in the Big 12 because they can kind of be like the strong physical team that plays good defense. It's like because they're the only one. And then, like, they play like pretty good defense and they can like shorten these games against some teams that maybe want to go. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll take Oklahoma State. I think their defense is good enough to keep them in this game. And damn, they get some getting some whole points there too. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, this we will. Is, I feel like I'm missing something with his line. Like I, yeah, is someone hurt? I don't get it. Um, I googled Spencer Sanders injury and nothing came up. So, oh well, <laughs> if Spencer Sanders is playing, then I mean, <laughs> I we mean, are we are good. So like Iowa State lost by ten to Iowa, and then they trounced UNLV. Then they lost at Baylor. Then yeah. they hammered Kansas and beat Kansas State. So like it feels like they haven't really been tested except Ain't for played Iowa. Nobody, Paul. And Oklahoma State's beat three ranked, three straight ranked teams. And Iowa squeezed them, like just squeezed them to death. Yeah, that too, game right? was not as close as 27-17. Um I don't know. I I feel like I'm missing something, but uh yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. Love it. Love that you guys were courageous enough to, to, to go with our over. guts. Yeah, to go with your gut. Uh, all right, sticking in the 330 slot, we've got LSU at Ole Miss. Cocho freed up now from the pressure yeah. of coaching for his job. Just gets to go out and coach. Doesn't have to worry about all that other oh, yeah. BS. Go Tigers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Lane hosting Cocho. Ole Miss favored by nine at home. And Logan, you get to start. Um, is What is the situation with um, Matt Corral? Is he playing in this game? That matters, I would say. I would imagine if they're favored by 10 or 9. Yeah. The first headline is Lane Kiffin declines to discuss quarterback Matt Corral status on weekly teleconference. Love that. I'm going to take LSU here. LSU's <laughs> figured out. 
a couple Just things immediately. <laughs> um, LSU is not not great. Uh, I, okay, I'm, cool. Hokum. I'm not like completely 100% certain that Ole Miss is like great. Like their offense seems they seem a little spotty at times. Um, and like last week, they got into this weird thing where they ran. I think Matt Corral ran the ball like 30 times or something in that game. That's why he's hurt. Um, and they, they seem to get a little reliant on some weird stuff sometimes. I think that LSU found some things in their running game last week, uh, maybe simplified some stuff. I don't – I mean, I, I would say that Ole Miss's defense is probably similar to Florida's. Uh, they should be – I doubt they're going to have as much success just running the same counterplay 14 times as they did against Florida. But um, that staff has, I guess, shown that they could try to pick on something that they're seeing that they can do. Um, well, so – Hmm. Yeah, I'll take LSU, uh, a resurgent, a resurgent LSU. Uh, also, Max Johnson, twenty touchdowns, four picks this year, having a good, having a good little year. That's more touchdowns than Matt Corral, and more yards. Dang. Jason. Yeah, I'm trying to talk myself out of it, but I, I don't think LSU can. I don't think LSU can slow down all this. Um, and I think if this turns into a track meet, one team's built for it. That being said, LSU just dropped 49 on Florida, so maybe I should shut up. But, um, I mean, they couldn't stop Florida last week. I mean, Florida comes in and, you know, aside from, I mean, a boneheaded play, um, Florida pretty much had their way with, uh, with LSU, especially in the second half. But, yeah, I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I trust LSU to do that two weeks in a row to keep up with somebody. Even I mean, Ole Miss's defense is not uh, not stellar, but um, I think there's enough of an edge to to cover the nine. All right, Rams. I should probably should not have put this game on the list because I I don't know what I want to do with it. Um, <laughs> I th- like the great unknown in my mind is how does LSU react to the like the leadership change announcement sure like is it a case of okay this is going to bond us together and we're coming off of a good impressive win against Florida let's keep it rolling or is it just like well there's no point we've all got senioritis now cuz we know like i don't have to listen to these guys they're not going to be here like what's the point so um, I will take LSU based on their uh, performance last week based on the uncertainty around Matt Corral. And, I mean, let, like, let's say he plays. Uh, I would imagine it's going to be a limited Matt Corral and they won't yeah. have right. the ability to, like, bust the playbook wide open like they maybe want to in some areas. So, sure. uh, yeah, I'll take LSU. Um, yeah, and I guess, Jordan, to your point about the senioritis thing, I think the weird thing was that's why I think we assumed Florida was going to beat them so bad yeah. was because uh, Butte's hurt, Ricks and um, Ricks and, Stingley are out. Ricks and Stingley are out and not playing and likely headed to the league. Uh, you know, it just seemed like uh, Ali Gay, their defensive end was out. Like these are all their studs that are kind of 
you know, leaders of the team or whatever leaders of men. Are, are already not playing. So, you know, if, if that's the case, then it almost seems like they kind of like just got the young pups out there with nothing to lose and they're playing well, a little bit loose, which, you know, shout out to them. Yeah. Now, uh, for those interested in, in such things, the over under is set at 76 for this contest. So could be a ball game. Mm. You know, just something something to keep an eye on. Ty uh, Davis Price leads LSU in rushing. Just real quick, I'm looking at this right now. 574 total yards. He ran for 287 of those yards last week against Florida. It's over half of his year of his leading wow. uh, leading the team in rushing uh, yardage happened last week. That's just absolutely pathetic. No big deal. I mean, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad all over again. So, all right. Well, let's let's keep. The anger rolling. We're going to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> a very angry city in its own right. Clemson is on the road at Coastal Division leading Pittsburgh. The Panthers are favored by three. I think this is only the second time in several years that Clemson has been an underdog in an ACC contest. Um, I don't remember what the tweet said. The other one was. Uh, maybe it was a Florida State or a Louisville game in there somewhere when when they were on the upswing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Kenny Pickett and the Panthers. They're slinging the ball around the yard. They're favored by three. Jason, what do you got for us? Just like we all suspected that this would be a ranked versus an unranked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> super normal season. With the Heisman candidate quarterback taking yeah, on a tough exactly. defense. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the direction we assume. The, frankly, the writers are getting bored this season. It's not very interesting. <laughs> um, Gosh. You know what? I'm going to take Pitt. Like, I don't want to root for Clemson. Like, <laughs> yeah. like let's make That's this fun. fun. I love that. <laughs> so, I mean, Pitt's offense is really, really good, and Clemson's defense is pretty good, but Clemson's offense is butt, and – Clemson's defense is really good. I saw they like yeah. they they're like fourth in the nation in like stuff rate or whatever, or stop yeah. stop rate or whatever. It's also that, worth noting that, that Clemson is zero and six against the spread this year. Oh, yeah, so, uh, just to just to tease that one out there. But yeah, don't I mean, be, don't be I looking think, that stuff up on your work computer, Jason. Like it's in trouble. Listen, just because it comes up on ESPN's <laughs> website, I can't do anything about it. Right, it's a pop up uh, ad. It's a pop up ad. Uh, yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh is really good, and I think Clemson's. Kind of not, and yeah, I don't think they're going to have a great home field advantage, but I think they're good enough to beat Clemson, that's for sure. All right, uh, I'm going to take Clemson here, not because I want it to happen, but because this feels like maybe one where where Dabo finally conjures up some some breaks that they haven't gotten so far this season and like really puts a performance together, Tony Elliott really figure some things out maybe potentially. Um, I also like Pat Narduzzi doesn't inspire a ton of confidence in me in terms of like big game close situations. Game. Yeah. yeah. Close yes. game, big game situations. Um, so I, I'll take Clemson here for those reasons, but they are certainly capable. I just like, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Yeah. I I'm with you, Jordan. I'll take Clemson here for those reasons. And also like, Pitt, again, we've talked this, just sort of the way things go, like Pitt will beat 
Pitt will beat Clemson at some point, but it will not be when we expect it to happen or when Vegas expects that's, it to happen. That's or, your best argument. You know, yeah. that's uh, like, you know, I, I think it was like the day after the day after I moved here, uh, there was a Saturday and it was like 2016, I guess. And I think Pitt beat Clemson. Um, and it was a like, surprising end of game situation. Haha, ha, Pitt super weapon had been charging all year by absorbing three losses and, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I have a tough time fully committing to Pitt at this point. I'd love for them to be Clemson. Uh, I don't think it happens. I think Clemson pulls one out and like kind of continues to sort of stumble their way to, you know, what ultimately is probably a pretty good record this year with, uh, pretty janky performances throughout. All right. Uh, we're going to stay in the ACC for a third ACC game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, with another... Just get choked up thinking about it. Warm, yeah. Potentially warm seat. I would hate to see Manny Diaz leave the U, but here we are with that potential staring us dead in the eyes. NC State is on the road the Wolfpack to take on Miami, NC State. Road favorites by three points. I'm going to go ahead and take the Wolfpack. Um, Miami, like, Miami seems to be in a mess. Can't get it out of their own way. Uh, Virginia showed that you can certainly move the ball against them if you've got a good decision maker at the quarterback position. This uh, Leary guy who NC State is rolling with, 15 tuds, only two picks so far this year. Um, you Again, you can roll up yards against Miami. Um, so I'll take the Wolf back. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no sense in thinking. I mean, Miami's not going to have a much of a home field advantage at this game. Um, NC State, from what I've seen of them this year, pretty good. Like, not not great, but, you know, solidly in the mix in the ACC with all the other ACC teams. Uh, still still got a freshman quarterback in his probably second or third or fourth start ever uh, with Miami. Um, and you've got some bad vibes around the program. Just to me, seems like this could just be a disappointing flat home performance for Miami uh, with 37,000 people there watching it happen. So I'm, I'm down I was going to say, Logan, tickets can be had for around $12. So, <laughs> so if we get bored. <laughs> we find a course of, of close to Miami. Yeah, we can, we can make it work. So, uh, yeah, I, this, this does not inspire a whole lot of, uh, you know, college football excitement, this matchup right now. Yeah, I was looking for reasons to pick Miami just to keep up the whole uh, I pick opposite from you guys. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's just really no reason to pick Miami here. They they look out of it. They look the opposite of what you want your football team to look like. Um, yeah, I just I as fun as it would be and funny, but uh, there's just no reason to pick them. Like, did you see some of the highlights from that Carolina game last week? When excuse me, when uh, Sam Howell ran for a couple of his touchdowns the amount of like shoulder tackles he just bounced off of like linebackers and dbs just trying to shoulder check him to the ground rather than any any attempt to wrap him up like that that is the sign that you have lost 
the the defensive room when guys yeah, are and, just like, I'm going to try and make a pop. Right. And when you're the, actually the defensive coordinator for the most part and you're the head coach, particularly bad look that the defense is so bad and so unwilling to, you know, do certain things. Right. Um, did you, did you see that play in the, uh, what game was it? Miami was playing in where that, that safety came over and didn't even try to tackle the ball carrier. He like took out the like guy that was blocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like he had a choice to make tackle the ball carrier or engage blocker. And he chose to engage blocker. It was one of the most like infuriating football plays. I mean, I cannot imagine the film session. Like, son, I, we're not even going to look at this because I'm so mad at you right yeah, now. Yeah, that's when you, like, go to the video guy straight after the game and be like, hey, can we maybe, like, er- lose that footage? Sounds like that, <laughs> sounds like that tape needs to get corrupted. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> I, I smell a file corruption coming on. Yeah. So. so. All right, well, there we have it. Those are our winning picks. Five winning pick matchups. Uh, <laughs> the boys are looking to get back on track. This weekend, yeah, we, need to, um, we need to stem the bleeding. I have gone yeah. two and three four weeks in a row. Well, you're nothing if not consistent. Just basically. leaking gas. <laughs> so hopefully it works out. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll keep a beady little eye on college football. These again, these sleeper weekends sometimes have the most bizarre chaos in them. So it's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean there are All some right. like top fifteen teams playing at noon, so a lot of potential for. For an egg to be laid by somebody. Love a good, love a good egg lay. We've In often DM. said, we've often said we love a good egg lay. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, boys, I think we're good here. We got anything else? Jason, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, what am I doing this weekend? Uh, let's see. Uh, basketball, scrimmaging. Um, might just be hanging Ooh. out. Ooh, like a take... old scrimmage? Or are they huh? going outside? The... No, it's uh, it's super secret scrimmage uh, time. Um, might uh, might go take the slingshots for one one sad loop to see if they got anything left the in pasture. them. Yeah, one final. Dude, I'm telling one... you, my like, I I iron struck the ball so well oh, at that Captain's Choice tournament. It was like they knew my Tommy yeah. Armors knew that they were about to get shot in the head. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they. Fought. Oh, this is. This is why Dave, or my friend Dave, who, whom I bought my clubs from, is as he he was happy. He's like, it's probably a good thing that I play with you my first couple rounds, uh, you know, since getting new clubs. So, so my old irons are just sitting there staring at me the whole time every time I shank one, like cold top one, you know, like fifteen yards. He's like, you know, because he was doing the same thing. He was texting me, I was hitting some crispy irons, you know. And I was like, oh, man, sorry. yeah, those those texts you sent Jordan, I was just like, I. Mace, let's get it together. Yeah. Hustle it up. You're gonna have you're gonna it's gonna be so exciting for you, uh, Jason. Uh, it's like Christmas. Can't wait. I can't wait. Excited. Super excited. But uh all right, Jace. Well, you know, keep us posted, man. Let yeah. us know how it goes. Well, I'm sure the uh the Grint will have us locked into your round. Please do. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I do love that the Grint notifies you it when your friends are playing. That yeah. is a very like live round a, of track. That's a, a clutch feature. Yep. But uh, yeah, I expect I expect the group text to still be popping despite mm-hmm. you guys sitting next to each other in a golf cart. Oh, I would. Oh, they will. Me. It will be. We'll uh, we'll get after it. But all right. Well, this is the wheel route. You know what it is. We're at the wheel route on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast.gmail.com. The wheelroute.com is the website. Stream the show there. Check out the picks tracker there. Uh, do do your research before your Vegas trips there. 
Um, otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.